Hello and welcome to another episode on the Create Over 45 podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Brown, and today I shall welcome you to the world of how to be kinky in your over 40s. Or should you be kinky in your over 40s? Well, laws of maturity says we have no choice because the older we get, the more kinkier we are. And so naturally, we are wanting more adventurous conquests. But what if your partner doesn't want to be as kinky as you are? Well, let's set the mood. You're lying in bed when your partner turns to you and says, well, you know, I really want to try something new in bed. Now, you don't want to say it outright no, but then you don't want to say it outright yes either. What are the limits and boundaries? Well, Leah Spatsova, who is the CEO of Life Sexperts, she's a psychology and sex relationship educator, will tell us all about what is the do's and don'ts about how to be kinky, or is there do's and don'ts on how to be kinky in the over 40s? She'll be here to explain more after the interlude. Welcome uh, to the Crazy Over Horses live podcast, Leah. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. I gave my audience a little introduction about what you do, but can you tell us what led you to become a psychologist and sex and a relationship educator? Oh, okay. Very long story short. Um, I keep shortening it, but <laughs> I grew up in a sex positive family where no topic was taboo and I was free to ask any question without shame and guilt being attached to the answer. And um, when I was a teenager, I joined a non-governmental organization which worked with victims of domestic abuse, human trafficking, drug use, and I attended many trainings with them and realized what they're doing is valuable. I love can we, Leah, can I stop because it was a robotic robotic. In, in yeah interference can we start again so it's a robot like, oh. yeah okay. yes don't worry yeah just start again so I, I will ask the question again sorry about that's going to be a pause okay mm-hmm. yeah. hello Leah and welcome to the crazy over forces life podcast thanks for having me Caroline now you're more than welcome I gave my audience a little bit of an introduction about what you do but tell us what led you to become a psychologist and sex and relationship educator. Okay, well, the long story short, I was brought up in a sex positive family where I could ask all the questions that I had and they were answered as a matter of fact. No shame, no guilt for asking and no shame and guilt in the answer either. So that made me feel comfortable with the topic as it wasn't a taboo. I didn't even comprehend why people would be struggling with it for a long time. And then when I was a teenager, I joined an organization, a non-governmental organization that helps people who have suffered domestic abuse and human trafficking, as well as drug addiction. And the things that they taught us and the work that they were doing, I thought this is extremely valuable and interesting and I want to be part of it. So... Basically, the decision to be a psychologist came to me when I was 14, and I just needed to wait and grow up (laughs) to do it. (laughs) And I wanted to go into the therapy sector, but I was awfully disappointed uh, of my experience going into the trainings and everything, and felt like I lost my path 
And as you do, as a millennial, you abandon everything and go traveling to find what you want to do next. And whilst traveling, I realized that no matter how many years it has passed, friends from old, you know, from old schools and all, all that would contact me and ask me questions about relationships and sexuality. And I realized, well, this is what I'm sought out for. There's value in it. I have knowledge and understanding that many people don't. And that's how I was like, okay, well, it's not therapy. It's going to be sex and relationships related. And I just want to be on the positive side of things, preventative side of things, and help people actually not get into the trouble that leads them into the therapy room. So, or the code room. The code room, yeah, you can research, can't you? Very easy lead into the code room. Mm. The thing is that with your line of work, it's very specific, isn't it? It's like someone going to a therapist, someone talk about relationship difficulties, but yours is very much specifically designed for those who are having difficulties in sexual wellness in terms of how they connect in a relationship, how it uh, marries the the relationship together. Mm. Um, that's the thing I need to highlight here that I don't do therapy. Mm -hmm. I don't go into the traumas of people and try to help them heal or anything like this. So there's my, my work is different in the sense that it's preventative. And when someone comes to me, I'm going to help them not get to trauma, basically mm. to learn the skills that they need in order to have healthy relationships and good intimacy. And good intimacy, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of um, the everyday kind of access to um, someone who can help them along the way if they're finding challenges in their relationship um, related to sexual um, challenges. So with you, you know, I know I invited you on because I'm so intrigued about what you do. And you have a website called Life Sexperts, and it says it all really in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> and I wanted to explore about kinky over 40 and what your ideas about that, what are your thoughts? Because first of all, I want to introduce the fact that uh, as we get older, you said that we become more adventurous or perhaps more intrigued about different areas of our life. And so we're more open to explore different things perhaps. Um, and one of them, I thought, well, how about kinky play? And what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think kinky play is something that gets into people's lives in various ways and stages. And it doesn't matter whether you're 20 when you start exploring or 45 or even 60. It's a really huge sexual exploration and it's very rich. It's like, imagine that your whole life, you've gone to the co-op, okay? Very few things there. Uh, and then you discover the whole range of other things like Audi and Sainsbury's and Tesco's and Morrison's. Marks and Spencer. And, and Marks and Spencer and all of these other massive shops where you go in and you're like, oh, I never knew there could be so many types of bread. I never knew that I could buy so many types of yogurts and whatnot. Why? Because your local co-op does not stock that much stuff, you know? 
-hmm. So that's the way I would describe it. It's like when you enter the king scene and you're open-minded towards what it can provide, it's like rediscovering a complete new level of sexuality, intimacy, and play in these contexts. So then you just mentioned that there's no age attached to kinky play. So what does it actually mean to be kinky? What does it actually mean? What is kink? Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, uh, kink is the broader term above BDSM. So BDSM stands for bondage, submission, sadism, masochism. Did I say domination? (laughs) Oh, they throw that in too. <laughs> Why stop there? <laughs> like when I have to recite it, I always block, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's bondage, domination, sadism, masochism, um, and without submission, you know. And, and that's kink, is it? That's kink. Mm-hmm. So, so, what's the difference between that and kinky? Yeah. Because okay, BDSM is standing for only these four things or five things whereas kink is the broader term the umbrella term it would involve all things related to say role play or water sports or uh, primal hunt or anything outside of the bdsm so Ah. it's the umbrella term okay so if you can explain some of these things, because um, being a novice myself, <laughs> it's good to kind of get to understand because there's some people who may have seen it, have read this in a book perhaps and have fantasized about it, but too scared to approach the, the topic of possibly exploring. So if you can explain some of the things in the sort of the kinky world, perhaps. Mm-hmm. What kind of things would you like me to go into? It's like... Yeah, so what does it actually mean? So role play, it could involve dressing up or... Yeah, it doesn't have to. The thing is, um, people want to really have a clear definition of what each of these things entails. But the, the freedom of it is that you can create what role play means to you. Maybe it doesn't mean dressing up as police officer or a nurse or something like that maybe it would mean to pretend that you don't know each other you know with your partner maybe it would mean to dress up as animals you know and growl at each other and have primal hunt type of role play so it could be so many things you can't just put a a definition against it right. and limit it to something very specific. There's so like you're exploring this with your partner, as you just said, it's kind of open to whatever you feel is comfortable. You don't have to go rigidly or uh, go to the extreme end. It's whatever you feel comfortable with, isn't it? Yeah. And there mm. is no right and wrong desire, you know, Uh, in terms of exploring things it's fine to explore what you're happy with and what you're interested in as long as you're respectful of the other person you respect their boundaries and limits you respect yourself you're not doing it out of pressure and you're not pressurizing anyone you're being safe meaning you need to do what you need to do in terms of 
having a safe word, being careful, starting easy, just building up, communicating throughout. All of these things are more important than uh, a graph of like, this is okay, this isn't. Everything's okay. As long as everybody involved is happy, happy. they know their boundaries, these boundaries are communicated and people are adhering to safety, then that's fine, you know? There's something in there, isn't there, is that uh, the fact that they communicate their, that across to their partner, whether it's a safe word or um, a communication of what they like or don't like, it's very important that it enables the, the each individual person that's involved in it to free up their mind to actually relax and enjoy the moment. Hmm. Exactly. Mm. It creates mm. a safe space where... The whole purpose of it is that everybody enjoys themselves and mm. it's not one-sided. Mm. Some of it, um, there are some caution to some of these um, sexual plays, isn't there? And what would you say there would be? Oh, there's so many, you know, people play with so many things, including sharps, fire, hot wax, ice, bondage. I couldn't possibly go into what you need to be careful about in each kinky play but you need to know that everything is a risk in especially if you're doing it for the first time and what i would recommend for everybody is to find people that can teach you so if you're interested in bondage for instance tying up people that's fine but you need to know how to tie knots, you need to know when to stop, you need to know how safe it is to tie where you're tying, because you can basically create nerve damage if you tie too tight for too long at the wrong place, etc. And that is oftentimes very difficult to recover from, if not impossible, Mm. depending on the damage. So I don't want to be scaring people right now, But I think that BDSM and kink as a whole require a high level of respect towards the practices themselves and the fact that they do come with possible risks. And what you need to do is educate yourself, find the right resources, find the right people, the right community for you in order to learn how to be safe. Because there is a big community out there, isn't there? That, um, and it doesn't need to be someone that you're actually in a relationship with. Hmm. Well, there, there is a, like, it depends where you are. Uh, if you're in the UK, there is a community in pretty much every big city. Um, and mind you, you can still connect with people over the internet. You can access resources as well. And this is you know, in no way not worth doing. You know, even if you live in a small town and you think, oh, there's nobody around me, I would say, have you looked carefully? Have you tried to explore the bigger cities next to you? What have you found online? There's opportunities to learn all the time everywhere. And if people don't seek it out, that's a mistake. Because that leads me on to the next question is that what if your partner wants you to be involved with somebody else? Well, again, it's about consent. 
Are you interested in this? Are you happy with it? Do you want to do it? If both people want it, that's fine. Mm. If one doesn't, then communication of why and what worries them and all of that can follow. But there's the thing, there's no limit. The limit mm. is, our, is in our heads of what's okay, what isn't. And when it comes to kink, probably it's the most difficult thing for people to even assimilate is that everything that they dream of is probably very possible. And it's a matter of finding the right people and communicating it very clearly and setting it up the way they want. Mm. Everything is possible as long as there's consent. Because I wouldn't advise anyone, I wouldn't personally, to start tying each other up, you know, in a relationship when you don't know exactly what you said, that you don't know how to tie knots and it could present some um, physical uh, difficulties if you get it wrong. But the importance is what you're saying is that any kind of um, extra relationship that you're going to go into is to seek the the consent or the permission of the person make them feel comfortable and not to feel under any pressure or the the pressure of losing that partner so i think maybe that's some of the reasons why people go along perhaps with some of these um um extra relationships perhaps or do you think that's not so um i think that when people want something certain people are easy to give up and others try to get it at any cost and it doesn't matter what kind of people you have in your life you need to know whether you're okay with what's going on around you and in your relationship and you need to have a very independent opinion of where you want to go because you don't want to end up manipulated coerced pressured um, and we need to be educating ourselves and others of what is good communication, what is bad communication, and how to stay on the good side of things. Mm. But yeah, it's, again, it's about knowing where you are and being open to communicate at any given point about anything and everything. Mm. I think those who are interested in uh, dominance and submission and I remember that, that was it's a Fifty Shades of Grey I think that led a lot of women um, to think oh this could be so enticing uh, particularly if you've got that uh, staff um, involved in your life but you don't have one of those kind of actors do in everyday life but I think the whole idea of um, being submissive was very interesting and, and one of the questions I would like to ask is that does that interfere with your sort of femininity or if you're a man who enjoys to be submissive does that interfere with your masculinity hmm. um only if it's a problem for you, you know, if um, you perceive that you being submissive as a woman is challenging your feminism and beliefs, or if you're a man and you are into submission, you think, am I a real man now? That's something that you need to address because these are very toxic ideas about who we are and how we should present and how we should live our lives. And I think 
that when you're a human being, you're allowed to want whatever you want without consideration of what gender you are, because it doesn't mm. matter. If mm. people just start thinking of themselves as human before anything else, it wouldn't matter whether they're submissive as a woman or submissive as a man, if they want to cry on Titanic or, <laughs> you know, play violent sports or anything like this, it wouldn't matter because they would first think, I'm a human being, I'm allowed to like what I like, full mm. stop. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is, I don't want your, your opinion of it, I think part of it is that one would say the reason why people like to be submissive is because perhaps they have a very powerful position outside of their home life in terms of the corporate world, perhaps. I'm just taking that as an example or someone in uniform. And that this is another way of kind of um, relaxing, letting go of all that stress. Mm. There is that indeed, but different factors play for different people. So there might be someone that is full-time dominant everywhere mm. and they can't lose control they don't want to they want to dominate everywhere so it's fine to be a big manager at work go home and have a submissive partner you know it's for different people it's very different and these kind of generalizations are not applicable to everybody you know Hmm. What kind of environment should you create with your partner in order to have this discussion? It's very, I feel it's very important to, in order to explore, you need to feel loved, you need to feel safe and secure so you don't feel disrespected. Mm. Well, good relationship needs to be there before you start doing anything kinky or opening the relationship if you're considering poly. Because if you start at a bad place, it's not going to end better. Um, you need to be at a stable place with yourself and with your partner. Because BDSM and kink require a lot of trust and good communication and reliance on the other person. So when you have a bad relationship happening, for whatever reason, the partners are not communicating well, they're upset with each other all the time. This is just gonna go into their sex life. And if you think that BDSM or open relationships can fix that, you're very wrong. Mm. They can't. And they won't. And what it's does... gonna just be dangerous. Mm. Because what would that create for a relationship? Yeah. More strain, um, most likely. Because if you're trying something new and that new thing is scary, potentially, holds a lot of responsibility and makes you think, what, what I'm doing right now, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Am I hurting myself? Am I hurting the other person? That just is more weight on the relationship. And if you don't have the good communication, imagine that two people that don't have good communication decide that they would spice things up with BDSM, say, 
flogging, for instance. And they start and it's okay, interesting, whatever. They keep going and one person always feels oppressed in the relationship. And imagine that that person is the, be- the one being flogged. And they feel like they can't communicate, that they're no longer enjoying it because they fear that that would upset the other person. Mm. And they feel powerless in that situation. And they don't say a word. They don't say, I had enough or slow down, easy, anything like that. You know, they don't communicate this. What would happen at the end? Think about it. Mm. Absolutely. And suppose that um, with all of this, one was slightly apprehensive, but it's not like we're just talking about the, the whole idea of it, aren't we? And we just explain, you know, the, the wonderful things about it, but also the things that allows you to explore more is that to make sure, you know, you feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And um, that's very important when you explore and play. We all feel that we are all wanted in that relationship. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to say before, you know, we head off, actually, looks like something just come to mind, actually. How would a lady introduce the whole idea of uh, sexual play? Because we know we're leaving it to the, I'm thinking some women may leave it to their partner to make the suggestion. It could be women who would like to explore. Mm. Well, for the more timid, I would say use anything in the context uh, around you in a good timing so say that you're choosing what to watch on netflix and something comes up say 50 shades of gray on your list or anything comes up on the news about bdsm or you have read an article share this with your partner and say oh you know i read this and it said this and this what do you think so you're kind of probing first, especially if you're not very secure in your sexuality and you're not very used to how to communicate your desires and interests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So important. more advanced in terms of your communication and confidence, I would say just sit them down in a good time and say, hey, I'm interested in trying A, B, C, you know, of kink and i would like to try things with you what would you think about that you know Mm. that's if you know your partner if you feel safe with them and you feel like both of you can hold that adult conversation Mm. well thank you and i think you've explained some there's so many things that um it involves, doesn't it? And there's so little time on this uh, podcast, but you'll be back again, I'm sure, to explain more about um, psychology and the sex and the relationship factor. Um, and Leah, you offer one-to-one sessions, don't you, and free educational webinars. Mm-hmm. And you also feature guest speakers also in the sexuality field. I do indeed. They are great yeah. and people great get from them and Mm. I welcome everybody who's interested in joining and checking out my work oh wonderful where can they find you Leah well it's pretty easy if you google life's experts you would come across my website and you'd come across eventbrite where you can find the events as well or if you want to 
just chat to me. You can drop me an email, uh, mm-hmm. contact at lifesexperts.com yeah. mm-hmm. and find me on social media at lifesexperts everywhere. Lovely. It was so lovely having you on the Crazy Over Horses Live podcast. If you want to get hold of Leah or any of my guests on the Crazy Over Horses Live podcast, you can on Instagram and on Facebook and on Gmail, the Crazy Over Horses Live podcast at gmail.com. Next week, we have more for you. Chrissy Rangio, who's a registered nutritional therapist who has a specialism in sexual wellness. She'll be here to tell us that there's more to the penis than meets the eye. And that'll be the end of the Crazy Over Horses Live podcast until later on in the year. So tune in for that very last episode. And don't forget to share and subscribe so you can keep updated on all the episodes as and when they become available. Mm-hmm.